Hey, are you familiar with the man in the rock band named Danko Jones? No? Well, you're gonna thank me later after this video. Let's go. Now, before we get into the Q&A article with Danko Jones from the latest issue of Classic Rock Magazine, a couple of fun facts. Danko Jones was formed by the frontman and guitar player Danko Jones in Toronto, Canada in 1996. To this day, the lineup has remained consistent, which shows the strong bond between the three guys. My top three most recommended albums, number one, Electric Sounds, featuring good time, get high, just straight up party music, instantly puts you in a good mood, you can't go wrong with that. Album number two, Wildcat, featuring My Little R&R and You Are My Woman, You Are My R has a great, thin, easy feel. And album number three, Fire Music, featuring one of the greatest punk songs ever called The Twisting Knife. Go check out The Twisting Knife. Fun fact number three, Danko Jones used to drink milk during his shows and spilling it all over his equipment. He stopped that because after a while it started smelling vomit. Hey, thank you so much for joining the It's One Ladder podcast for myself, PJ Pat. Share with the world my passion for rock, hard rock, heavy metal by reading articles from magazines about our favorite rock stars. So here we go. Reading glasses, on. Okay, we need business. Let's do it. Okay, Q&A with Danko Jones. The Danko Jones frontman on not going to festivals, not going out, not getting any awards, and putting in the air guitar hours. Interview by Polly Glass. Since forming in 1996, Toronto's Danko Jones have thrived on volume and on the visceral energy of being in rooms together. So when the pandemic forced them to make their previous album, Power Trio, entirely remotely, it paved the way for a new creative mode. When I heard Blue Jean Denim Jumpsuit, which was the first song we wrote apart from each other, it blew me away. The titular frontman says, It's one of our favorite songs we've ever written. It had a groove, a bounce, everything in my head that I wanted to hear. Accordingly, their new album, Electric Sounds, a fiery fistful of Motorhead meets Misfits punk and roll, was made in the same way, save a few jam sessions last summer. We caught up with Jones and Budapest as the band hit the European festival circuit. Can you remember the first festival you went to as a punter? I don't really go to them. The only one I ever did was the first Lollapalooza in Toronto with Jane's Addiction, Sushi and the Banshees, and Butthole Surfers and Body Count. I admire everyone at festivals and I'm happy that everyone attends, but I'm not made for that. I'm really a tight ass is a nice way of putting it. Festivals are quite a specific environment to be fair. Danko says, well, my nickname at home is The Great Indoorsman, if that tells you anything. I think a lot of musicians are. The fact that I perform the way I do was due to a lot of hours spent at home in my room listening to music, wanting to be on stage and playing air guitar. I heard that to get that good at something, you have to spend 10,000 hours on it. And I'm like, I got that doubled with the air guitar. <laughs> Electric Sounds opens with the lyric, guess who's back? Me, mother Who are you singing that to? Good question, he says. A lot of different groups. I mean, we live in an age of social media where anyone's going to lob over their uninformed opinion to anybody and everybody. Putting myself out there, I've been subjected to a lot of comments. So that group, a lot of people who like our music already, that group, people who don't like our music, I'm standing my ground when it comes to certain things and I'm not leaving and no one's scaring me away. Pretty good attitude to have, I'd say. Good time is a catchy, feel-good highlight. Besides rock and roll, what makes a good time for you these days? Barbecuing. That really sounds like a shitty answer, but it's a truthful answer. I'm pretty one-track minded. My head is always into music and rock and roll and collecting records and trying to find new bands. Pretty much nothing outside of that really interests me. Yeah, you know what? I feel the exact same way, actually. <laughs> I think a lot of us rock fans do, right? We search for this stuff. We seek it. We need it to thrive, to live. I'm telling you, rockers, we're a different breed. You and I, I really appreciate the community that we've built here. Thanks so much for reaching out to me. It really means a lot. Let's just keep on rocking. 
one louder. All right, back to the article. In the accompanying video, there's a karaoke theme. Do you have a go-to karaoke number? Candle in the wind. I'll do ebony and ivory if they've got that in rotation, but usually it's candle in the wind. <laughs> you released a TikTok video in which you pointed out that Danko Jones have been around for 27 years and never won a music award. He says, we've been around for 27 years and we've never won a music award, but we still make records to tour and promote it. It's kind of a little poke at music awards in general. They always get it wrong. The right bands are always ignored. And behind the scenes, from what I've observed, it's really just a big ad for big labels to push their newest product. Having said that, if we ever win one, I'll get up on stage and thank everybody. <laughs> okay, just want to pause here and just have my two cents here. In regards to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I know it's pretty polarizing. Some people are all for it. Some people hate it. Even like bands that get nominated, a lot of them don't even show up, the band members. Just wanted to know what your thoughts are. Do you think it's cool that they start inducting like rap, hip-hop, acts, pop acts into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't know about that. You know what I mean? Like, Don't they have their own Hall of Fame? Doesn't rap or hip-hop have their own thing? And in my opinion, the reason why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame started inducting these quote-unquote non-rock acts into the Hall of Fame is because they're looking for popularity. They're looking for what's hot, what's hip at the time, so they can be relevant. That's why they started inducting, I mean, Tupac, Biggie Smalls, I get it. Like, these guys are iconic, but by no stretch of the imagination are they rock, all right? I'm sorry, but the fact that you're inducting people like that, Public Enemy, etc., Ice-T, whatever... Um, much respect, mad love and much respect to them. I'm into those guys, but call it something else. Don't call it Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The more they do that, the more it just shows that it's all about what Danko Jones said. It's all about money. It's all about how they stay relevant, how they can include the big labels and all that stuff. I mean, the fact that it took so long for Deep Purple, okay? Deep Purple, one of the pioneers of heavy metal, to get into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame says something. I mean, they'd rather choose all these pop acts before Deep Purple, you know, one of the most influential bands ever. There you go. That's my two cents. That's my little rant. What do you think about it? Leave some comments. Reach out to me on social media at PJ Pat Loves Rock. I'd love to continue the conversation with you there. Okay, I digress. Back to the article. In the same video, you said, most musicians have ignored career advice from friends and family for so long that they're afraid to lose face and are now crossing their fingers and hoping for the best. What sparked that? I felt that at certain points before we started touring. We were a band for six years before we put out a full-length album. We were putting out seven inches and EPs, and they were sticking, and we were getting radio play at home, but nothing like enough to quit your job and go on a road for the rest of your life. So I was dealing with these thoughts every six to 12 months, you know? When are you going to stop this charade and get a real job? Probably what a lot of these up-and-coming bands are thinking right now. I mean, with streaming, with the lack of revenue of streaming, I mean, there's not that much choices. I'm sure a lot of these bands starting out, even like when they have radio airplay, they still have their day jobs. It's really hard to make a decent living right now with music. So it's really interesting to see that what Danko Jones thought back then is still happening to this day and probably even worse. Could you see yourself living anywhere other than Canada? Sweden is a place where a record label that we were on, Bad Taste Records, for years and years was based. So we ended up spending a lot of time there. I know Stockholm better than any other city that we toured in, so I could probably live in Stockholm. You've got Radke, another fury punk-infused trio, joining you on your UK and continental Europe dates this winter. So Danko says, I heard their first or second album and I saw who was playing it, these three brothers, and I was like, this is amazing. The guy sounded a bit like Danzig. They had some Misfits thing. It seems like it's going to be a fun tour and everybody's going to be cool. We've been lucky with bands like Giuda, 
Admiral Sir Cloudlessly Shovel, The Biters, Radkey, awesome opening bands that we're proud of and I'm a fan of, and I buy their records. You've long been a genuine champion for new and rising bands. Who do you rate at the moment? The Linda Lindas are a good one. Stiff Richards from Australia, Jive Bomb, Sheer Mag, Lut from Norway. They're amazing. That's off the top of my head. Well, 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 rock fans, looks like we have some homework to do and some listening to do. I have no idea who these bands are, so hey, if Danko Jones gives his seal of approval, that's good enough for me. I'm going to check those out. What would you tell a kid wanting to start out in music today? Buy records, he says. And when you think you've bought more, buy more. Obviously, if your wallet allows. Even the act of buying the record, not just streaming it, is a way of connecting with the music that I think is getting lost by a lot of people. If you put your hard-earned money towards an album, it makes you listen to it. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know, maybe I'm old school, but I feel the exact same way. I think back then, you know, if you bought a vinyl or even a CD back then, you would read every single word in the liner notes and just suck up everything you can about that album. You know, especially pre-internet, there was very few areas or avenues that you can soak up information about your band, right? Maybe some magazines, some newspaper clippings. And really, that live show when you went to see them was just magical 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 and it's not like these days where the same band is now coming three four times within a span of two three years in your town now because that's the way bands can make money that's the only way actually bands are really making money is through merch that they sell at the shows online and the shows they don't really make money on streaming anymore so in case you didn't know that's why you see guns and roses touring and touring incessantly and in here in toronto they've come i think about three times now within a span of like two years so it's just non-stop for these bands i mean don't get me wrong they're making a killing but that's the only way they're making a killing is by touring all right, well, that sums up that article, short and sweet. Go check out Danko Jones. They're one of the most rocking bands that I know. All right, maybe some of you can explain this to me. So Danko Jones, a phenomenal band, rocking band. They're here in Toronto, right? And my wife and I went to see them a couple of years ago at this really dingy club, small club, not too far from here. I'd say it probably fit about maybe five to 700 people. If that, and don't get me wrong, they played a phenomenal show. It was actually an amazing show where they just rocked out the whole night and the crowd was so into it. That kind of sweaty dive bar kind of thing. That's my favorite way of checking out a band. But so that's the kind of um, venue they can pull here. But if they go to Europe, they're playing huge festivals. They're playing so much bigger venues. I just never understood that. I don't know why, you know, the Canadian crowd doesn't get behind some of their bands, you know, because they're phenomenal. They're, they rock out more than anyone I know. So anyways, go check them out. Go check those three albums I recommend. And you let me know in the comments what you think. Let me know if I'm like completely crazy out of left field or two thumbs up thank you so much for lasting to the end it really means a lot to me i really appreciate it don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification button but also please connect with me on tiktok instagram and x at pj pat loves rock and i'll rock with you there